Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Good evening and welcome to tonight's Andrea K Show. It is Friday Eve. Thank you. Oh, thank you indeed. And hopefully, hopefully we're going to get to the end of this week and be done with the with what I'm now calling the shock and awe of embarrassment by U.S. officials, the Biden administration going around the world and embarrassing themselves and embarrassing us from Kakala in Central America to the cringy Bidens over in Europe. We have exported out and sent around globally um, dumb and dumber. I mean, pick a, pick a dumb duo and that's kind of what we've got going. And, and the left are trying to characterize it as though respect is back for the United States. Uh, wow. Uh, I don't think so. We're going to talk about that and more. We got like a media meltdown going on today. So many media stories to bring you guys. Of course, that means Brian Maloney, Maloney, our friend from Media Equalizer, Stop the Scalpings, as well as Red Wave America. So it's in any time I've got a variety of topics to get into throughout a show. I always go to people like Brian Maloney, who are really up to speed on every issue that's out there, including I can even talk to talk to uh, Brian tonight about the uh, the follow up to last night's story. We had Dave Elhoff on to talk about Deutsche Bank warning the United States the rising inflation and then sure enough a report today says it's even bigger than El Hoff and I talked about on last night's show. We are looking at a disaster in the making. We cannot handle increased spending from this point on. So we're going to talk about that with Brian Maloney and more. And hey, if there's anything you want to weigh in, give us a buzz, 888-344-1170. If there's a topic we've missed, like the media missing, was it just, yeah, I'm sure it was just a mistake that they missed the Hunter Biden email stories. What else did they miss? The breaking non-news about hydroxychloroquine working. Yeah, we're going to get into all of that. But if you've got another topic idea, I would love to hear it. 888-344-1170. Hey, we got two major events coming up. I don't know. And I would love to hear from any of you guys if you're going to attend one of them. Tomorrow night is we had the director of the plot against the president on the show, Amanda Milius. She was on the show. Um, was it last night or Tuesday? No, Tuesday night, a couple nights ago. So that event is tomorrow night at the Legacy Center. I'm not sure if there's still tickets available, but you might want to Google that. It's through Gun, uh, Gun Radio. Gun radio, is it gun? Uh, our, our, our gun radio show guys. Um, uh, Skins, do you have uh, the, do you know the website for that? We'll find it on the break and I'm going to um, get you the information for that. I don't know if tickets are still available. We get you information for that after the break. And then, but you could just Google the plot against the president event, June 11 at Legacy Center, but I'll get you the website after the break. And then also Monday night, if you haven't reserved your seat, I'm, we're going to be doing the Andrea K show down at the Republican Party, um, their um, central committee meeting. It's the first fully open meeting since coronavirus and it's going to be the second 
Republican gubernatorial form. It's not a debate because the 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 rules are is that they're there. These candidates, including Caitlyn Jenner, is going to be there. And the the idea is that the candidates come and present their ideas, not come and just bash each other. So they're going to be following Ronald Reagan's old rule uh, to you know not attack each other and just present what you're about. We're going to be doing the show from there. If you haven't reserved your seat, because I would love for you guys to come. See, it, it, it's a great way to come and see us do the show, participate in the show, have a great time with us. But more important, you get to hear directly from these candidates, because I think I was asked yesterday, I think it was on Newsmax, do I think that Newsom's going to be recalled? I believe he will. Some people are saying, well, it depends on whether or not there's an actual good alternative on the Republican side. And that might be my question of the night. Do you think he's going to be recalled or not? Yes or no. In fact, I think I'm going to bring in my man and I'm going to get him to answer that. I'm going to put him on a spot here. I'm talking about, of course, DJ Potato Skins. Today, I'm proud to announce one of the most important deals in the history of U.S. industries. My administration has reached a historic agreement with a great American DJ DJ Skins. Hit the mic button, babe. He's been toast. Sorry, I have too many shows, too many buttons. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't pressing the right one. Uh, he's been toast for a while, and he I don't think at this point there's anything he can do to save himself. He's done. I think that had he just spun the wheel on uh, Game Show Gavin on Friday night this past week and um, been been um, far less you know, uh, Kim Jong-un about it and not tried to keep his emergency order and to keep his jackboot of tyranny. I mean, pick your analogy or your metaphor to communists and dictators. Had had he just been reasonable and not tried to keep control over the state by keeping that emergency order in place, I think he might have had a shot because as people were reopening, going on with their lives, you know, it's kind of like, you know, after 9-11, eventually you kind of, we kind of go back, we readjust back to normal or whatever the new normal is. I think he might have had a shot. I think it was his death knell with what he did on Friday when he answered the question, no, I'm not removing my emergency order. The virus hasn't been eradicated when he set the goalpost out to never because you can never eradicate a virus. I think that's when he self-eradicated. No, I think he, he eradicated well, he himself. Give himself, but he's not denying it. He's also right. getting a raise, apparently, right. too. Right. Now, if we had legit elections, then I would be saying right now that the state of this country is 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 about the Democrat Party self-eradicating themselves. But I don't have any trust in our elections. We've got to see what's going to end up happening with these audits and whether or not we've got enough Republican state legislatures around the country, which were at the contested states that threw this thing to Biden, whether or not they're going to they're going to put measures in place to secure the elections in 2022 with what's going on right now. First of all, I don't believe any. I do not believe for a second you cannot convince me that 80 million people voted for this decrepit old cringy couple Biden and Kakala. Oh, charismatic than Obama. Yeah. He, yeah. Like he got more votes in no, you got to be kidding me with that. No, nobody's believing that. Nobody's believing that. And then you look at the state of this nation where we're at. 5% inflation. We've got, we've got um, Iran making noise with some vessel out there. At the same time that, you know, we've got this administration trying to trying to, you know, go back into that Iran nuke deal, enabling them to fulfill their fantasy of wiping Israel and the United States off the map. We've got um, we've got uh, China continuing to eat our lunch. We've got continued record spending happening and that they're preparing to happen, which could put, could put us back into the 80s where, you know, you think you're struggling right now to pay the bills. Wait till your interest rates on everything from buying a home to your credit cards that you're maxed out on suddenly are at 29 percent. 
percent interest. You know, right now, Republicans on this infrastructure deal, Andrea, should say, sorry, no dice. No, no, we're not spending any money on it right now. And if you want us to spend money on anything right now, you got to take it away from someplace else. That would be the smartest move on the part of the Republicans. But actually, even smarter than that would be if the Republicans came out today and said every one of them in both houses of Congress stood on the steps of the Capitol without a mask, no distancing. And just one story alone, Yahoo News said Fauci needs to be fired immediately. He needs to be brought up on charges of criminality. Because he covered up treatments and lied about treatments and Americans died as a result of it. Yahoo News study shows hydroxychloroquine and zinc treatments increased coronavirus survival rate by almost three times. We knew this a year ago. Emails have shown that he lied about it. To the extent that a Lancet article was pushed out with lies back in uh, early 2020. And I've talked about Lancet and the publication and who they were and what was behind uh, the different uh, articles that they pushed out. Lancet pushed out a phony publication, a phony article saying that that don't you dare even begin to suggest that it was a, a, a leak from the lab. They also put out a phony article, a non peer reviewed article full of lies, full of fake data on a study that never happened, saying that hydroxychloroquine was dangerous for people. Meanwhile, Fauci and others across this country were stockpiling it. Remember when the governor of Nevada, you couldn't take it, but the governor of Nevada was hoovering it up for his family? Why do you think that is? It was happening everywhere. I'm reading more from this Yahoo uh, Yahoo News article. Um, The observation study found that an anti-malarial drug, along with zinc, could increase the survival rate by nearly 200% if distributed. Well, well, there's there's two parts of this. One is... Um, one aspect of the hydroxychloroquine is um, when you distribute it. If you, if, first of all, one of the things that they did was when they did try it, when they finally decided to try it, they were killing people with it by overdosing. Another aspect of it, when, when doctors like Simone Gold and America's Frontline Doctors were coming out and saying, here's how you need to do it with hydroxychloroquine. You need to give low doses and you need to give it to people early on in the process. No, what this government decided to do was to tell you, if you were early in coronavirus, stay home until you were at the point where you were near death, then go to a hospital. Then they put you on a ventilator and blew your lungs out. And of course, by then, and then that's when they were also, if they did try hydroxychloroquine, they were giving it a too great of an amount. Another study came out yesterday that also touted that it was upwards of 200 to 300 times, uh, you know, uh, increased survival rate, depending on being weight adjusted, the amount that you have to give, you know, according to the weight. There is no benign reason why Fauci and the CDC and the NIH and the NIAID denied treatments. They denied treatments in order and which which killed Americans so that they could hustle out their vaccine that, as I reported on Friday and was reported on Friday, that China, with the help of Fauci, sending resdemivir. And remember, Fauci said this hydroxychloroquine, this stuff. We, no, it's it's going to kill people. We can't do this. But hold on. There might be something with this thing called resdemivir that you might want to use. So he was sending samples of resdemivir over in January to China at a time in which Jan, uh, uh, around the same time when China was filing for patents for a vaccine. Wait, you mean there's patents filed before the uh, pandemic hit? Yep. Yeah. Where's the Republican Party today calling them out on this? We still got Republicans wearing masks. 
in Congress. Fauci lied, people died. Why isn't he in jail? Let's think about let's think about some other aspects before we take a break of destruction by these lies from Fauci. Not just talking about hundred how many how many of the six hundred thousand died? Let's just use a conservative number and say fifty percent of them didn't need to die if they had been properly treated with therapeutics. It's a lot of people. That's not even counting, as we talked about frequently, the overdoses and beyond. Let's think about the trauma inflicted on people that could that I know from geriatric friends, geriatric doctor friends of mine, how many seniors died in nursing homes of broken hearts and loneliness. They had no more, no more reason to live and they died alone. My my best friend's aunt, aunt novice died alone. Nobody was allowed to visit her. She died of Alzheimer's and dementia. She had to die. And they knew three days in advance the novice was going to die. Nobody could visit her. But then the next day after she died, it was, y'all get in here and clean out her room. So nobody could go in. How many people across this country had a loved one that died alone? How many people, how many women had to deliver a baby alone where her husband couldn't be in the room with her? People who had to have surgery, couldn't be alone. How many people died because they didn't get their cancer treatments because of all this? Didn't Even get, if people didn't die, the amount of people that have been mentally just stripped of every of everything. Fauci should have been yanked out of office by Trump the minute that he supported Black Lives Matter protest when you couldn't go to church. When he when he when he endorsed six funerals for George Floyd, but you could have a funeral for your family member. You couldn't go to church. He thought that was well and good. He should have been yanked out of office. This should be the number one story of this country right now. And you see it nowhere. Nowhere. Fauci lied. People died. We're going to take a break. We come back. We got more on the other side. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show, and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Andrea K, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is Friday Eve. Super excited to be rolling into the weekend with you guys, as well as with my buddy Brian Maloney, who joins me now. And I put him through his paces every time he comes on here because I always throw like about 90 different topics at him. <laughs> um, of course, you know him mainly as uh, the media expert that I bring on my show, as well as uh, from Red Wave America. And so he's always in touch with what's happening with different elections and races, as well as uh, fraud. I mean, uh, recounts and everything that's going on out there but um well first of all welcome back to the show my dear fried chicken brian maloney friend (laughs) thank you very much appreciate it um before we get into it i mean i i said at the open of the show i mean i it's almost like the shock and awe of you know global embarrassment it's like dumb and dumber around the world we got cackle harris down in central america embarrassing the united states i mean the the president of guatemala is like what are you doing coming down here telling me it's my fault you're the one that created the problem at the border right and now we got the cringy bidens going over around the world telling the u.s military i mean how do you look in the face of a marine brian maloney and tell him the greatest threat he faces is climate change well, yeah, I mean, it's absurd. And I think to have Biden, you know, putting his arm around Boris Johnson's new wife and, and the look on, I don't know if you saw her whole body just kind of recoiled, um, which is probably the strongest reaction I've ever seen to uh, anyone who's been touched by Biden. Did you um, see it? I mean, you have to see it to believe it. I did. Yeah. And I was I was kind of cringing even before that over the fact that um our military has changed because let me tell you, my daddy, may he rest in peace, would have never put me on stage as a 14-year-old with a groper in chief. I'll tell you that right now. 
That was kind of a shock. No, no. And yeah, no, what I find fascinating is that, you know, you talk about how they're embarrassing us around the world. Mm -hmm. And but it's much worse than I ever would have expected. I mean, to me, I thought that, you know, I didn't expect much. But I mean, this has been so much worse. And I think Kamala's performance in Central America and Guatemala was so incredibly bad point where even the White House was leaking word that they were unhappy with Kamala's performance. So there's clearly tension between the two of them. But then to put Biden on a plane and send him anywhere in his current <laughs> state, I think, was an incredible mistake. So I would say to the Democrats, keep these two at home. Do not send them anywhere because they're a disaster. Well, of course, that's why the foreign, the, the um, well, the dude from Guatemala surprised me because um, hat tip to him because I, I started to say over the G7, they're happy to have demented, you know, um, Grandpa Badfinger, as Kurt Schlichter calls him over there because, you know, he can they can take advantage of his dementia. They know he's in a weakened state. They know he's there, you know, basically with a blank check to give him whatever they want in their new world order, globalist climate change, George Soros agenda. So they're happy to have him. So it makes me, I have more respect for this Guatemalan dude, man, who's like, what are you doing here? You know, coming down here to try to blame us. And, you know, you would think that he would be like, you know, oh, I'm happy to see you. He didn't grovel to her. That's what she expected. They completely misread that situation down there in Central America. And, but I don't know how they misread her. It almost made me think that it was a setup because he stood on the stage with her. All right. They know that she's got no charisma. They know that she's, you know, um, you know, nails on a chalkboard, and yet that's who they sent on this diplomatic mission. It almost, it almost seemed like a setup to me. Well, I think it may be a setup. Maybe the Biden people set her up to fail, knowing that she'll do a terrible job. Because I think that the two camps are at odds. I mean, Kamala wants to be president now, not tomorrow, not next week, not next year. Now, uh, I think she considers herself the president waiting. So the best thing for the Biden people to do is send Kamala all around the world and watch her fail and fail and fail. And it's more evidence as to why she pulled out uh, before the Iowa caucuses. Mm -hmm. I mean, she pulled out at the very, very beginning. She was the first Democrat to bail out for a very good reason. She was going to lose her own state of California by a wide margin. There was never a base of support for Kamala and there never will be. And she's less liked now and I think Americans are downright scared because they know she's not capable of doing the job. She's just pure and simple, not up to the task. She has no interpersonal skills whatsoever. But, you know, the Guatemalan president, he followed up today with another uh, whatever it was a speech or whatever, saying essentially, you know, you guys came down here to blame us, but it was you. I mean, you essentially sent a signal, a green light. Mm-hmm. to everyone to come and rush the border. And they did what, you know, which they did exactly what you essentially told them they could do. Yeah. So to then turn around, fly down here and pin it on us is, is absurd. And I, again, I don't know what, uh, what they were expecting, uh, you know, uh, how else could that have gone? Well, he, I mean, people in Central America don't like being told what to do like that by America. Well, no, they don't. And she was also met by, I, I mean, who are her handlers? It almost had to be, it, it, it was either a setup or it just shows the complete narcissism of the Democrat Party that they, that she was obviously chosen for her skin color and as a woman to, ch- to check boxes. And for them to think that she, that she somehow, some kind kind of rock star that they that whose idea was it to hand out cookies on the plane right yeah, and, the Kamala and, cookies were creepy and they didn't have her face they were just 
Why didn't they have Eisler and those? I couldn't figure right. that out about the Kamala cookies. They were really creepy. They were really creepy. And then they didn't prep her for the Lester Holt interview. And he, he threw her a softball and apologized for it in advance. I mean, you know, they, they had to, did, did they not answer? And she didn't answer. And then she goes down there and she's met by all these people saying Trump won. <laughs> hey, these people, I think it was Tucker Carlson who said, look, these, the, if anybody knows a corrupt system of an, of election theft, they do down in Central America. And they called it and they also had signs out there saying, Hey, we're a pro-life country. She, this, this was a, an unmitigated disaster for the United States. It's brewing over there as well for the G7. Um, speaking of election results, a lot of eyes are on Arizona in terms of the audits going on there. Uh, you know, there was supposedly there was big news that some local conservative, the left, he was trending on Twitter yesterday, I think it was, because he had said that it started out as being a good thing for the Republican Party. Now it's backfiring on the Republican Party. How do you see this Arizona election audit rolling out? Are you talking about that talk show host in Phoenix that has been saying this? Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think he's, from what I've heard, he's a rhino, and I don't know anything more about it than that. I, mean, I don't think he's privy to any information. But you saw that because Twitter made that trend for about three days on the sidebar to the right. Uh, they put, you know, Republican caution, the GOP, uh, that, that uh, Arizona recount is, is hurting, and it's not hurting the GOP. I mean, it's a rare case of Republicans actually having a backbone. The bottom line is, look, if the end result is that the outcome didn't change, then great. I mean, that, I would see that as good news because that would mean, okay, uh, we weren't cheated in Arizona and we can have a fair fight next time around. And but I would rather mm-hmm. have the result of all of these be that we weren't robbed and and we were wrong because that means we've got a shot next time. Right. Um, don't you think? I mean, yeah, it, it, it absolutely. We were it was stolen. That our country is is truly broken, like we think it is. It's truly broken. Well, right. I mean, I remember back to Bush v. Gore. I didn't have any problem. They continued to count the hanging chads afterwards. And you know what? Because it ended up... Uh, it Because it, it, I wanted the right thing to happen, although the SCOTUS ended up ruling in, in favor of Bush because of, you know, the, the Constitution, the state legislatures when the rules uh, that were going on down there in Florida. But they continued to do the recount anyway, and it ended up confirming that Bush won. And that should have reassured, actually, Gore voters. And, 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 and st- still they continued to call him illegitimate. I would much rather be in a position to say, you know what? Yeah, Biden actually got 80 million voters. I mean, that would... We don't have a problem with a stolen election. We've got a problem with, you know, the brains being stolen yeah. by 80 million voters, would, you know, but at least we can contend yeah. with that. Right. I'd much I would rather, be- rather deal with the latter scenario because it means, OK, let's get to work uh, and fix that. But it's much harder to fix a stolen election in a corrupt voting system that is stolen. You know, it's four in the morning when four states, you know, miraculously shut down, stop counting at the same moment that I don't know how to fix. Um, but but winning over hearts and minds, I think if we work our butts off. So the bottom line is either way, we need to know this information. You've got four or five other states now that have been flying into Arizona to observe to see if they might want to do this themselves. Uh, some surprising states are getting involved with this. So to me, you know, the more information, the better. I've never seen anyone before afraid of a recount, you know, I mean, afraid of this, this audit. I mean, I think that's, you know, what are they afraid of? What are they so afraid of? 
Well, um, I think they're afraid of the, the fact that there absolutely was fraud. What we what we hope to confirm is that the fraud that occurred didn't change the outcome. But we do know that fraud occurred We in a variety of different ways. You know, I had the candidate from right. Michigan who was the Dominion whistleblower and who spoke at the hearings, who was on the show a few days ago or last week. I don't remember. Melissa Carone, who was on the show, and she described in detail the fraud that took place in Michigan. Uh, we well, know yeah, that Antrim County, Antrim, that, yeah. that was that was the evidence for that was presented months and months ago. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We know that there was fraud in the form of uh, in all the different contested states in the form of not rejecting uh, the, uh, absentee ballots that didn't meet the criteria for absentee ballots. Um, so, you know, we know that there were, you know, um, opportunities for we know that in the state of Arizona and other states that there were people who voted twice and uh, people who voted in one state when they weren't registered to vote. So we know that there was fraud. What we need to figure out is the extent of it and whether or not it overturned the election. And what we really need to do is have a movement in this country on every Republican state controlled legislature that says election day means election day and you need to go in person. And if we can be hacked, if if our meat, uh, JBS meat uh, company can be hacked, if Colonial Pipeline can be hacked, if Scripps Health in San Diego can be hacked, if if all these other, you know, systems can be hacked, then why would we not believe that our any machine like a voting machine could be hacked? So we need to go back to paper ballots. That's what we need to do. Well, that and that we need to get to the bottom also in Fulton County, Georgia, of why these ballots appear to be Xerox without any creases. They're just thin Xerox copies with uh, the bubbles filled in with seemingly by a machine and not by a human hand. And why there are so many of these ballots and which is why I think we're going to have uh, you know, we're going to have to get to the bottom of that. So, I mean, this, we have to keep pushing this. Right. And one of the things that we need to also remember is how this ties in with Fauci. This is another reason why Fauci needs to be fired and the Republicans need to be calling for it because, but for his lies, about coronavirus, about the the need for shutdowns and lockdowns, and all of his lies and his and his killing. How many? You know how how sooner could we have been just fully back to normal had the therapeutics and hydroxychloroquine and all that? Right. Uh, the these the election was stolen. If it was stolen through the it was done through the mail in balloting and the absentee and all this stuff was all done under the guise of people can't go, keep people can't leave their homes and go vote. Right. So Fauci not only has dead Americans lives on his hands, he also has election theft on his hands, doesn't he? Well, he really does. And I think what what we have as Americans is a profound sense of frustration that there are no consequences for anyone on the left when they behave in in these ways. I mean, there doesn't seem to be any uh, anything that becomes of any of these people. And Fauci, I mean, it was the left that was calling him out 20, 30 years ago over AIDS, demanding he'd be fired at that time. They used to hate him. And then last year they decided they loved him. So um, they can't let go of the guy. They just, he became their God, you know, and then Hunter can go out and use the N word and they're silent. There's total silence, including People are trying to press the NAACP for comment. They won't make one. Right. Well, so speaking of, well, we're, we're going to get in. We're sick of it. We are sick of it. Hold that thought. Can you stay over another segment? Because sure, we're, yeah, because yeah. Yeah. that's when we're going to get into the media. We've got to talk about Hunter Biden. We've asked what, what media outlet rehired a flasher. We got to talk about that. And what major media outlet has also said internally, they're not going to hire any more white people. Yeah, we got lots to talk about with Brian Maloney. Stay tuned. 
Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Okay, I've got MSNBC up in here in the studio. I've got local Fox Five in here. I've got RT TV. I've got like a we've got a variety. We've got a we've got diversity going on in in our um, monitors in here. And you know what? I don't see. I have not since I've been in the studio now uh, almost two hours. I've not seen one story about the son of a sitting president of the United States dropping the N-word in emails and text messages to people like some people use the word stutter, use the word um, or say huh. Networks, various networks on and off all day on the the different TV monitors, Andrea. I've seen nothing. Not a word. Mark Lamont Hill was on Black News Channel saying, well, you know, of course nobody's talking about this because, you know, it's not it's not Joe Biden saying it. You know, people people, you know, you know, it's this would be like going after Trump for, you know, I can't remember how he said it, but it was so phony and so disingenuous because, you know, um, we all know that if Don Jr. or Eric or anybody in the Trump realm had ever used this word. I mean, uh, Brian Maloney stayed over the break with me. Brian Maloney, I'm old enough to remember when that Omarosa woman tried to tape. Everybody in the Trump orbit trying to trying to manufacture that yeah. the N word was being thrown around, and they couldn't find anybody in the Trump orbit. So to, for Mark Lamont Hill to try to act like, well, this doesn't matter because it's the son of a president, it's not the president who did. It. Oh no, 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 no. Because yeah. Omarosa was around trying to find anybody she could in an elevator that's saying anything even remotely, and she couldn't find anybody. Well, yeah, and they were looking. There were these claims that this tape of, of Trump or one of his kids talking like that. Nobody ever produced anything. And the bottom line is, you would never hear the end of it if such audio did exist of anyone. MSNBC would plug that audio or with a bunch of beeps every night for months of time. Are we there? Do we lose Brian? Oh, bottom line is MSNBC. Brian, we've got a really bad connection. I think we're going to disconnect and and or, and have you call back in real quick. We're we're gonna we're gonna bring Brian back in. I don't know what happened over the commercial break. Um, there's there's no way that you can try to convince me that this is in any way acceptable for Hunter Biden to do this. There's no justification for this. In fact, Mark, Mark Lamont Hill just made it even worse by coming out and trying to justify it. It's over. You're liars. This Black Lives Matter movement ain't about black lives. You don't care. This critical race theory is is not about um, anything about um, any injustice going on. America is not systemically racist. If you if anybody who's a part of that movement believed that, then they would be screaming like a pig caught under a gate about Hunter Biden. But they're not. Think about all the people. I think Breitbart News did did. an article today on all the people that have been canceled for supposedly saying the N-word. There was a girl who was a teenager who, in a Snapchat when she was 13 or 14, I think I might have mentioned this on my show last night, was singing a rap song. And she lost her college admissions. She was no longer able to get into college because that was found out. Chris Harrelson from the bachelor fame he's been doing the bachelor tv show and all its different iterations for like 20 years and he and he never and and he's been fired he didn't say the n-word all he did was you know support this woman who had gone to an old south a kappa alpha party had gone to an old south party 
And now she's, uh, you know, um, Chris Harrison is out of a job for 20 years, but Hunter Biden, it's okay for Hunter Biden to say this. Speaking of other, we're still tr- struggling to get Brian Maloney. There are no answer on Brian's end. So, yeah, I think uh, we lost our connection with his, him. His end of the line. Um, even more disturbing to me about uh, media stories today is one involving iHeartMedia. iHeartMedia, if you didn't know, they loan uh, here in San Diego. They are the, they are the number one iHeartMedia is the number one um, podcaster, like like of all the po- you know podcasts that are out there. Um, they also in San Diego they own AM six hundred and AM seven sixty. Brian Maloney, we have you back. Yes. Hey, yeah, no. I mean, the bottom line is uh, iHeart. You know, we we've got these major radio conglomerates who are right now uh, playing the whatever card, the far left card. And they're making all these edicts on the talk show hosts uh, who work for them. Luckily, you know, you're, that's not your company for the answer, San Diego. But uh, for these guys, they're under all kinds of politically correct edicts now. Uh, and the company outright just saying iHeartMedia, which used to be Clear Channel Radio, saying we're not going to hire white people anymore. And I saw that. Uh, oh, uh, what's her name? It's always on with Laura Ingram, the attorney who who has <laughs> been my attorney before. Jonas Billboard. Drawing a mind. Uh, no, though in San Francisco, um, I, how can I not Harmeet Harmeet Har- Dillon? Harmeet Harmeet Dillon, yes, boy, what a brain freeze I had there. Uh, so she was on Twitter today saying, you know, that's totally illegal, mm-hmm. and I hope that Harmeet will sue. I mean, I I hope that she will leave because I think anyone applying for a job with iHeartRadio right now who is rejected on the grounds of their skin color should absolutely be part of a class action suit that what we need, they need to be broken financially. And what they're trying to do though here, what's, what's happened is um, publicly now publicly, they state um, iHeartMedia is an equal opportunity employer and will not tolerate discrimination in employment on the basis of race, color, age, sexual orientation, gender identity, expression, da 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 da. There's an internal email of the. Um, what is her name? Molly Socha. She's the executive producer in which she says diversity in an email. Diversity is incredibly important to our team and our company. So we are looking at only diverse hires at this time. So she just thinks she's she's uh, so clever that she can, you know, send out an edict and discriminate against white people um, privately while publicly pretending that they uh, are following e- equal opportunity uh, EEOC guidelines. That makes it even well, worse to me. That makes me want them crushed financially. Well, and look, a lot of companies are just doing this but not saying it. And I think the mistake here was in outright saying it publicly. I think they were trying to score virtue points here. And instead, it's backfiring and going to get them into a lot of trouble. You know, these major media conglomerates are already in a lot of trouble there. They have a lot of debt and not a lot of revenue coming in. You know, you look at iHeartMedia and their premier radio networks arm was was the group that oversaw Rush Limbaugh's program. And look at the way they have botched replacing Rush mm-hmm. over the over the course of this year, which I think they did intentionally. They waited months and months and months to replace Rush while stations peeled away, went their yeah. own way with a variety of different hosts, different companies, decided we're not waiting around for iHeart. We're going to run our own show instead. And the bottom line is Russia's media empire essentially dissolved and no longer exists. 
Do you think they did that by accident? I mean, that was the, the media empire in radio. Yes. And they let it essentially disintegrate uh, through atrophy. And there was no reason to do that. And they're probably losing their shirts on this. So politics really do come first in the corporate world. They really do. Left wing politics do. Yeah, I, you know, this is so important because, you know, that there are great hosts. I, there will never be anybody uh, ever in anywhere even close to the talent that and, and the brilliance that was Rush Limbaugh. But there were great conservatives. In fact, some of his regular fill-ins, I thought, would have done a perfectly good job in taking over for him. In fact, I, I, I think might better than Clay, a combination of Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. So it certainly seems like a sabotage to me to, uh, to you know, um, strike a death knell into the conservative messaging movement and now you see this happening at iHeart and and it explains and I'm just going to say this publicly here in San Diego it explains quite the shift to the left of content on uh, other shows that I've heard here in San Diego and under the guise of being conservative messaging when it's clearly not and so you know um, we we uh, we need to stand fast those of us who are true conservatives and I'm honored that that I am here on Salem and there's there's no push to me to move anywhere even remotely to the center and um, we need and it's a, and it's a, also a reminder as conservatives we need to support those who are true conservatives in media we need to support new media startups and new media outlets because these old big ones they are not even if they pretend to be they are not uh, conservatives are they well, no, that's exactly right. And you're with the one company that has consistently remained conservative unapologetically without any watering down of that message at all. So I think that you're in the right place. But some of these other companies, I would not want to be working for them right now under these conditions. And I know that Rush would have never wanted those two re- to uh, replace him by any means. Um, you know, so it's it's a sad outcome. I mean, he spent decades building that up into something so formidable and powerful mm-hmm. and to have it just taken away um I, I i realize no one ever could have replaced rush himself i get that part of it but they could have done better than what yeah. they have done not only with the, the selection of those two but the timing the whole way they launched it it just botched from one end to the other it, yeah it's like they took a they took a car and sold off its parts you know yeah uh, is what yeah, they, they did ferrari they yeah. took a for you know they really yeah or um Lamborghini. yeah and they they yeah. They took a Lambo and sold off the parts. Um, real quick, um, I, I tell you where else I'm glad I'm not working at is CNN because they rehired. Think about this for a moment. This, this, these are supposed to be, be the people. Remember, remember, I'm old enough to remember these Republicans, these conservatives. They hate women. Boy, they ran O'Reilly out of Fox News because he supposedly invited a woman up to his hotel room after some cocktails, right? Um, Mary Walsh. Um, so, but what does CNN do? They rehired Jeffrey Tubin, who in a Zoom call, dropped his pants and proceeded to touch himself. Well, and, and that is, uh, to, I was so shocked to hear today that CNN had hired him. Uh, I, I thought that he would be considered radioactive at this point. And the very women who at CNN who were the loudest uh, in speaking out, as you pointed out, against Bill O'Reilly and others at Fox, including Roger Ailes, etc., were totally silent. So I think CNN's credibility is officially less than zero today. They looked like fools, and then they addressed it on the air in a way that was so cringeworthy. Oh, I didn't uh, hear that. What'd I, they say? <laughs> I didn't hear that. Uh, well, they, you know, he was asked about it and then talked about it. And I thought it was incredibly stupid. Just don't bring the guy back. What is the point of having the guy on the air? But this just goes to show when you are a reliable leftist, 
you know, the rules do not apply. They made that abundantly clear again today. But I think CNN is on its way out. I really I think CNN's days are numbered. Yeah, I agree with you. Brian Maloney, thank you so much for being here. Have I not put thank you, you through it tonight? I mean, I think I've do, I've put you through about 20 different <laughs> topics. <laughs> thank <laughs> you so it, much. Thank you, my, thank you, my dear one. Okay. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. We've got a couple more topics to hit, hit y'all with before we wrap it up for the night. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Has, it, has anybody heard from the Black Lives Matter people on Hunter Biden and his dropping the N word and and mocking you know black people by saying how you how many what's the Hennessy fee on that you know because because uh, the the liquor Hennessy I haven't heard any statements from Black Lives Matter. What we do know what what the founder Patrice Colors has been doing is she's been putting a fence. Around an electric gate around her $1.4 million home, DJ Pataskins. Isn't that what these anti-wall people always do? As long as they're protected, it's good. Right. I mean, you know, that wall is a, a, a wall on the southern border is racist. It's divisive. It's this. It's that. And then what did Paul Ryan do? Uh, uh, Mr. Rhino, who funded everything Barack Obama wanted, he built a big, fat, beautiful and wouldn't fund Trump's wall. He built a big, fat, beautiful wall around his fa- his house. Obama built a wall around the house that he bought in D.C. And now Patrice Colors is building a wall around her. We still got. I think we still have walls around the Capitol, don't we? After January 6th. You telling me walls work? Yeah. Yeah. Walls work so what does this tell you america stop acting like you don't know that the biden administration wanted the flood of illegals at the border that's what this is all about right um another little topic i hope we have time to get into it um i meant to get into this last night I don't think it takes a huge amount of time to get into it. Um, your privacy, big tech is not just in the process of trying to cancel conservative messaging. They're not just in the process of stealing your data so they can sell it um, to you know advertisers and make money off of you. It's also about eavesdropping, uh, compiling to use it against you for your social credit score, as well as report back to the government, conversations about anybody who might be a patriot extremist, right? Take note, Amazon, if you have a ring doorbell or if you have an Echo device, Amazon has now um, come up with a feature called Sidewalk. And what it does is it attaches your devices to your neighbor's devices. And yeah, they can hear and they can know what's going on and you can opt out of it. But if you opt out, you can't use your own devices. Let that sink in, and then we'll see you all tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Come on,